What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Eagles play on Thursday, so I was able to sit back and enjoy a lot of stress-free football here on a, on Sunday. Not a, Probably one of the more down weeks, I feel like, for Red Zone we've seen in a while. It wasn't not, not a ton of drama happening in that first window. I wouldn't know because it didn't work for me um, when <laughs> when I started. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what was happening. The screen would like freeze and then it would fast forward for like 30 seconds and freeze again. So I uh, I forget what I turn on. I turned on the Chargers game, I think. Um, what we thought was going to be the best game of the week. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was something else to watch. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still a good went, week. You see, they went for it on fourth down at their own 20. Yes. I did. Like, it, and it wasn't like fourth quarter, it was like second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're gutsy, they've, but they've been ballsy from like the 50, but like that's, I don't yeah. know. If I've ever yeah. Seen I think they that. did it later in the game from like their 40 or something. They didn't get yeah. that. So, which I mean, losing by a lot makes sense. But that, I think it was only like a one or two score game at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the aggression, but at, at the same time, mm-hmm. it is kind of dumb when it's, it's not that. You know, when it's still a relatively close game, there's yeah. a lot to still play. But it seems like it, you know it's been working for him all year. So you know, maybe you give him a pass here this week, going into a bye. Plus, I mean, you, you do got to consider the kicker situation because unless you're turning the bar ball over, they're getting points with Tucker. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's not like you have some average kicker that you know misses from forty or something like that. Like you're you're definitely giving away three points if you don't work. If this doesn't work out, so. Yeah, you know it's automatic with that offense, especially with that kicker. Yeah, yeah, interesting decision. But, uh, yeah, I mean, teams are more aggressive in general. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and a uh, couple of uh, injuries here. I think Kareem Hunt's probably the biggest one of the week, if, if unless I'm missing somebody else. Uh, seems like he's going to be out. I think I saw be at least three people saying possibly six. Yeah, combined with Chubb. Um that that makes an interesting situation. Now, with that said, I don't think I've seen a timeline for Chubb. I've seen they don't expect him to play this week, but I haven't seen a like you said, Kareem Hunt, you know, three six something like that. I haven't seen yeah. a Chubb, right? Have you? Um, I saw the head coach said there's a chance he plays this week, but it is Thursday, so they probably hold him out, and and maybe he can come back the week after. Yeah, if he's that um, close, yeah, I I mean, he comes back the week after, definitely. But yeah, there's a chance, but I mean, you're looking at. Felton and, and Johnson are the two guys uh, that are going to, you know, have a chance. But I mean, they're missing their two starting tackles, at least for this last week. So that that team looks really banged yeah. up right Baker's now. Not up. in good shape. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, with that said, if you got some injuries uh, or if you got guys on the bye, it looks like uh, week seven buys are the Bills, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Chargers, or the Jaguars. You will it is be apocalypse. Yeah, a lot of buys uh, and some top tier players: Zeke, Eckler, you know, James Robinson, Najee, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, all of the Bills. Yeah, Bill <laughs> running back. If that's you know what you're doing, but uh, yeah, a lot of running backs on buy. So the the competition for uh, Dearness Johnson and then uh, Felton. I'm not sure I even know his first name. Do you know it off the top of your head? De, De-, De- Eric or Demeric? I think. Okay, it's a definitely. So uh, Johnson being the uh, the the first and second down guy, Felton probably the third down guy. 
Um, I believe, depending on your format, he might be able to be put in the wide receiver spot too. I think he might be one of those guys that does a duel, possibly. Yeah, and at least in Yahoo, he is uh, both wide receiver, running back. Yeah, there you similar go. to your Cordell Patterson. Yep. So that, that's what you'd be looking at uh, as as far as your your Brown replacements. Um, so you know, given the bye weeks, you know, I don't think there's a, a question of are you interested. It's just more of a matter of how interested are you. You have to be interested to yeah. some degree. Um, so what I think it's based on like the, probably your scoring format. Cause Felton seems, and maybe he gets worked in a little more, but he seems to be almost exclusively like a passing down guy. Doesn't look like he's gotten that carry really all year, unless he had one for no yards. It's been all receiving work, but you know, if you do have any type of receiving down work, I mean, he's going to be the guy out of the backfield now. And Johnson will probably be more of your you know, every down running back. Yeah, great. So what would you be willing to, to bid on these guys? Yeah, and when's their bye week? Let's see. They're bye week 13, so you're likely going to have a nice little runway here. Um, you got Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, so not the best of matchups coming up. Um, I think i probably lean more to Johnson if you're standard. Um, and, you know, probably you know, any type PPR, I probably lean more on the Felton side. It seems like you know they're using him, even when the other guys were healthy as a receiver. Now I think he's going to be you know, the receiving back for sure. He'll be in the game a lot. Um, so I probably lean Felton overall. I don't know how much because I am under the impression that Chubb does come back relatively soon, um, and that just kind of murkies it for both of them. They probably take away from each other enough to be really relevant. So I mean I. I mean, you're probably going to have to spend over 10. I don't think I would want to bid that much for a guy that, you know, I mean, if if Hunt's out, you know, someone's going to get that kind of Hunt role. I mean, a little bit probably goes to Chubb, but there's just so many, so much up in the air until we know and get some clear, clearance on, on what Nick Chubb's status is. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, if you're in a situation where you're under 500 and you have to have the win and you've got somebody as you go by, you, you kind of have to take your shot. And yeah. you're probably going to have to pay up. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought Johnson had a shot last year with Chubb and Hunt both down, and it didn't produce as well as we expected. I could, I, could be wrong. I have Chubb in, uh, in a dynasty league, and I remember rostering Johnson at one point, and he didn't, at least like a week or two that he got to play, didn't didn't do much. Um, I think he was a, a rookie last year, so you kind of give them, okay, yeah, second year bump, maybe, you know, he's a little more acclimated to the league, and he can kind of take on our role here. So we'll see if they play. But Denver, you know, especially, I think that's a home game for Cleveland, but Denver's not a bad defense. So it's not like it's an easy matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're both worth rostering. I don't know that I want to, you know, bid more than, like I said, more than 10 on either of them. And it probably doesn't get it done. I just, I think there's a lot, you know, I mean, you got to spend the money because it doesn't go anywhere at the end of the year. But, if Chubb's back, even this Thursday, I mean, those two are probably not startable. Um, but if he comes back, let's say next Sunday, you get one week on a Thursday game out of him. I, I just don't know how much you can rely on them. Yeah, I'd probably rather, you know, Felton is the more interesting one with, you know, Chubb could come back and he could keep a pass catching role. Yeah. You know, so I could see going into like the teens or something like that because uh, maybe in the 20s. I, I'd be worried about going in the 20s because you don't know that that's actually going to happen. Chubb can catch the ball. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, Johnson, 
he's a one week guy by the sounds of it. So yeah, probably like you said, I'm with you. I'd probably be more comfortable in the tens, but he's probably gonna be in the thirties or forties to some desperate team. Yeah, someone's going to see him as like the, you know, RB1 replacement for them there, you know, for the time being. So, especially with like the Hunt news being so prevalent, three to six weeks, you know, people may not even think about, you know, when Nick Chubb coming back because they see how much they used to running backs. And someone will definitely bid 20 plus for him in most leagues, I assume. Yep. So, uh, take a look at some other options. Rashad Penny, only rostered in 5% of leagues. Uh, Carson's down. Uh, I don't think they've ruled out Collins or anything, but he's not looking great for this week. No, um, I think he's, you know, almost a pure 50, 50 from when I last heard. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at Rashad Penny. I guess you could throw DJ Dallas in here. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. He, he's been getting worse. He might honestly be the one that I'm more interested in just because Penny's still, he's comes off the IR this week, right? Yes. I think, I don't know if they activated him this week or last week or this week. I think, is that he will come off the IR? Uh, so yeah, it looks like it's this week. And I mean, yeah, I I don't I haven't heard any beat reports on whether he's looking particularly well in practice. But he probably can't. Could he? Was he able to practice? Do we know the last couple of weeks? I have not seen. I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a tough ask to have you know to ask Penny to come in and just take on a starting role. Uh, right out of the gate without really playing. Um, I, I'd imagine it just ends up as some sort of 50 50 split or, you know, some sort of timeshare. I mean, we've seen that happen in Seattle before. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'd take a shot on Penny and throw a few bucks just to see because, you know, he was a high draft pick. We've seen good things from him before. He could take over, um, but I'm not playing him this week. Yeah, I don't know that you can play him this week, but it, it you know, it looks like he went on the. Um, IR and, and only stayed on for the minimum three weeks. So that is definitely um, something that's a little a little more encouraging, I guess. You know, he's only on that injury designation for the minimum. Um, and it sounds like Carroll's pretty optimistic. And I think he is usually a pretty glass half full kind of guy from what we've seen, but definitely seems like it's good signs. I mean, I feel like I'd rather take a shot on him than either of the Cleveland running backs. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, another guy, again, I, I think we were talking before the show, looks like Gibson is hurt, so you got J.D. McKissick. Uh, that could be the benefactor there. Um, only rostered in 42% of leagues. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought it was higher, but... Um, yeah, I was surprised myself too. The fact there's a lot of wide receivers we're going to talk about that I thought had higher yeah. rostership than what they had, but McKissick, are you interested in him? Uh, yeah, I think so, especially with the Antonio... Gibson injury it looks like he was in and out of the game with a lingering shin, so it's a similar injury that he's had. Um, so I think even if Gibson plays, McKissick is probably going to be start worthy just because of the amount of guys that are on by this week. So I think McKissick's got to be rostered this week, and he's definitely someone I think that you can spend a little more on because you know he's going to be at the very least a good depth piece for your team for the rest of the year. And if we do get a you know more lingering injury or something that holds Gibson out, then I think you can definitely start McKissick. And through the good game script here against Green Bay, likely Green Bay is going to be up in that game. You're playing you know playing the comeback with Washington, so could have a lot of passes and a lot of work to McKissick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, of everyone we've talked about, he's the most interesting to me. Um, yeah, you know. and, and you know reflects the forty-two percent. You know. 
roster ship. Yeah, so you got to know your league a little bit. I mean, the, the time to add him was before the injury. So, you know, you yeah. could have got him for free, obviously, before. You're probably paying up now. So, 10s or 20s, probably. Um, but you got to know your league a little bit there. Um, and then the last running back we got here is uh, Captain America himself, Chris Evans. Had himself a yeah. pretty good week. Yeah, seven touches, uh, 67 yards, it looks like, and he got in the end zone. So, uh, you know, he, he was the clear number two guy there with the Mar- Smash P right out, and it does seem like they're wanting to limit the work on, on Mixon, I think, with a little bit of a lingering injury. You know, I think he got still most of the work there, but, you know, they I think with his off-injuredness, they definitely want to make sure they utilize an RB2 there. Yeah, agreed. I don't... I don't know what to expect him the rest of the year. I don't expect yeah. this kind of performance to keep happening. I mean, if you have a, a roster spot to burn, I think I'd add him, but I, I'd probably rather pass personally. What about you? Yeah, I think he's in the you know discussion with like Felton and Johnson, probably a little ahead of them. But I'd rather take a shot on McKissick or Penny. Um, I think his touchdown was kind of a deep, you know, wide open. He kind of leaked out. So without that big play, probably looks like a pretty mediocre or subpar week. Um, but I think he's you know worth a shot for sure. They they definitely seem to want to keep him involved, and if there is any injuries, they clearly have confidence in him. Speaking of a big weeks, pivoting over to the wide receivers here, um, Mr. Marquez Callaway. Uh, he's one of the ones I was surprised about the the, the roster ship for. Only rostered in thirty four percent of leagues. Yeah, right. Um, you know, last week he didn't hit double digits, but he didn't have a bad week. Um, the week before, I believe he was in double digits. So uh, he's had two or three good weeks in a row here. Um, obviously a monster week. I can't rely on that every week. But he's got Seattle this week. Are you uh, you interested in Mr. Callaway? Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess if you are needy of receiver, I'd take a shot on him. I don't know that I want to spend up much, but. I mean, the last game they, they were on by, the last game they played, four of eight for 85 yards and two touchdowns. So he definitely seems like the big play threat there. Um, so definitely, you know, like that. We'll see when Michael Thomas comes back. Does that shuffle anything up? Do we have a return date for him yet? He's eligible now, um, but I haven't seen as to whether or not he's actually going to. But now is the time yeah. that he was six weeks out. It's week seven. So I guess more information should be coming out shortly. Yeah, yeah, and and just with no hype behind it, no information out, it's just I'm just more and more relieved that I didn't take the shot on him anywhere. I haven't didn't draft him in, in any situation yet uh, this year, so I think I'm just more and more relieved to not have to worry about the Michael Thomas debacle. Yeah, indeed. And then uh, another option here, um, Rashad Bateman. Had his first game here. Um, from a, a snaps percentage standpoint, he was really good. Um, I think he was pretty close to around 70%, 69, 68, something like that. So six targets, which is solid, but you know, I got 29 yards. So the end result wasn't great, um, but the metrics around it seemed pretty good. Are you interested in Mr. Bateman? Yeah, I actually had him in a couple spots going into last week, just kind of with that anticipation. I, and I had him in at least one league for a few weeks, just kind of holding him on the back of the roster. And it's encouraging to see him on the field and running the routes, a couple of targets. Um, obviously, I think had this game script worked in the way that we thought, then we would have seen a lot more passing volume from from um, Baltimore. But with just that weird kind of chargers just not showing up, Baltimore kind of running them 
off the field. It, they just didn't really need to utilize them, and it was able to be just a nice, you know, Rashad Bateman gets on the field and eases his way in. But with the Sammy Watkins injury, uh, I think there is definitely a, a spot there. I mean, Duvernay's getting a lot of work, but I think Bateman can easily pass him and kind of step into that third option in the receiving game behind Andrews and your deep threat with uh, Hollywood Brown. So I think he fits really well with those two because you have your tight end that works in the middle of the field. You have Hollywood that could kind of do it all, but I think they want to keep him as the deep threat. So Bateman is that perfect you know, wide receiver two that can kind of do it all and fill in the gaps. Yeah, and that will will be the ultimate question for fantasy. Like, Does he fit the mold of the team well? Yes. Will he put up for fantasy? I don't know. You know, we've yeah. seen that question. That's always been the question for Baltimore, right? Um, you know, they drafted a few wide receivers here, and, you know, it's always down the passing volume and Lamar running and stuff like that. So we'll see. But, you know, he's a rookie, and, you know, second half of the year is when they, they start getting things together. I don't know if that's going to translate for him since he missed some time, but he's worth an ad if you got a shot, I think. Yeah, and, I mean, he's got Cincinnati this week, the bye coming up. So I think he's definitely worth an ad and a, rot and like a stash and – I probably wouldn't start him this week. I mean, if you're in a pinch, you can just because I think this has the makeup of being another potential shootout with Cincinnati able to put up some numbers. But I wouldn't mind, you know, keep him on the bench. See how he does this week. If he's still actively involved, you have a nice stretch of Minnesota, Miami, Chicago coming out of the bye. So I think you might be able to see if you can utilize him on the other side. Agreed. Um, the next guy might be the one I'm most interested in, which seems kind of scary, but uh, Sterling Shepard, he's put up double-digit fantasy points every week that he's played this week outside of the one he got hurt in Atlanta, um, which is only three weeks, but that's half the season. That's pretty good. Daniel Jones seems to like him. His target counts 14 are, targets this week. Yeah, and, and that's not out of the, the, the realm of normality. Like He was at 10, no. 10 in week two, nine in week one. I mean, this is this is what we've seen. Daniel Jones likes him. Um, roster of 52% of leagues. He's got to be owned everywhere, I would assume. Yeah, it's crazy that he's you know that he's still available in so many leagues. But he, like you said, he has two weeks where he's injured, and and the, I mean, he can three targets in the week that he got hurt, but the other three weeks that he was fully healthy, double digit targets in all of them, really. The nine targets in week one, ten targets in week two, and then here fourteen in this most recent week seems to be the last man standing. So. Uh, you got Carolina, Kansas City, and Vegas before the bye. And I, you know, can't see New York being favored in any of those games. So the game script should be working in their favor for the most part. You have Barkley down. Curious Tony got hurt again. Um, we'll see about Kenny Galladay coming back. Slayton as well. But I think it's really Ingram and Shepard. feels like we're back to before all of these new guys got on the team. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, some things don't change. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's interesting. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones had himself a week, in part because of a Hail Mary. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was still good outside of that. Uh, only rostering 2% on leagues. It's no surprise. He's done a ton this year. Um, but we were just talking about all the injuries there in Cleveland. Is uh, he a benefactor of that? I think there's a chance, I think, if you have room and you can't get any of these other guys, like I'm, I'm putting Shepard and Callaway and Bateman on my waiver claim list ahead of Peoples-Jones, but, you know, he's probably kind of my fail-safe that if, you know, I cut someone and 
put in the claim for a few people. He's at the bottom. So then if I don't spend enough on the top guys, I wouldn't mind getting him. I think he's more of a dynasty stash. I mean, he's probably owned by now. I picked him up two weeks ago in one league, and I've just been having him on the bench. But I think this is encouraging for his overall dynasty um, outlook, especially with the rumors that Cleveland may try to shop OBJ in the offseason. Landry's not getting any younger, you know, but I think he'd be a good pairing with Landry going into next season if he can step forward and they do move on from OBJ. So I think Dynasty, I definitely think you need to roster him if he's not there, and, and I would probably spend up with a Dynasty waiver, but I'm probably not spending more than a few on him in redraft just because this team does look like like it's not looking well. And who knows, maybe that means they use him more because they're going down the drain and their season's not looking so hot, but I uh, I got him behind the other guys we just talked about. I agree. I'm, I'm right there in line with you. Um, we got three more wide receivers here. Well, I'm going to lump the ball together because to me, they're all pretty similar. And that's Henry Ruggs, Christian Kirk, AJ Green. Catch a bomb, catch a touchdown. You have a good week. Um, if not, it's just okay. Um, yeah, they're all upside. Yeah. AJ Green sure. kind of be an exception because he's just done good every week. Like he's always connected with that Weird touchdown to or something. Yeah. Um, but all rostered, you know, Henry Ruggs rostered the most 53%, the other two in the, around the 45 range. Uh, which of those are you most interested in? Yeah, um, probably probably AJ Green, I think. Probably with the consistency. I, I think Kirk and Ruggs kind of need to be rostered as your back of your bench guys. You kind of want to have one of those that, like in this, this week I had um, Tim Patrick and Christian Kirk. They both played at four. So I was able to kind of wait and see how it's looking. You know, I was needed more upside because I was projected to lose by a good bit. So I was able to, you know, flip Kirk in there um, to get a little bit more of an upside play. And I think you need that Christian Kirk, Henry Ruggs type player. Um, but AJ Green, I think, is kind of the one guy on that um, Arizona offense behind, behind um, Hopkins that I think you are going to be pretty confident in. Um, we'll see. As well with our first tight end, we'll talk about here in a few in a, in a couple minutes. But we'll see if that chews into the overall pie of all of the receivers there. But uh, those three, and anyone interest you particularly? Uh, probably AJ Green because of the consistency. You know, I like rugs. I you know I liked him going into the season, but if I'm going to take the Raiders offense or the Car- or the Cardinals offense, I'd rather take the shot in the Cardinals offense. So I, I think I would go with Green. Um. But uh, to, to follow up on what you said, our, our first tight end here, he is rostered in 60%. So he, he's rostered in quite a bit of leagues. But uh, Zach Ertz getting the big trade to Arizona. Uh, got Houston this week. So it could be a big week. But he's also got to get used to the, the offense, the the, tight, or the the quarterback. There's a lot of weapons there compared to Philly. So uh, it's an interesting situation for him. Yeah. And I think he'll do well. I think he'll probably be very very important and good for the team just from an nfl standpoint a really good veteran presence and then obviously aj green's there as well but Ertz has been in the playoffs he's been the leader of this team for the eagles for a while and super bowl champion so definitely brings a lot of pedigree to the team overall uh, from a fantasy standpoint i think it's definitely uh, I want to say definitely going to be better here, but like you said, there is more weapons to consider. So 
better offense, but maybe a smaller piece of the pie than we've seen the last few weeks in, with Philly. He was definitely utilized a lot, especially with Goddard down. Um, so I think at the very least he has to be rostered, and, and 60% seems a little low. Probably going to sneak into the top 12, I'd imagine, by the end of the year, just because you know this offense is going to score so much. So, yeah, I mean, it's another guy to add into that. Christian Kirk, AJ Green, um, Zach Ertz, more, the the rookie, all of them are kind of going to be that. Who's going to be the one outside of Hopkins that has a big game? Yeah, absolutely. And he's, unfortunately, Ertz is the cream of the crop here. The, the rest of the the uh, the tight ends are, are definitely a little bit more gross, despite you know some of them having big weeks. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones put together the best week um, that he's had. But I believe... Logan Thomas, he was only put on the the three uh, the three week IR, correct? Yes, I don't think there's an like imminent return for him. Um, the three I weeks know, is up, but yeah, I haven't heard anything. So yeah, it, it didn't seem like he's he's on his way back. So we will see. He could come back this week, but yeah, I don't I don't think we know for sure. Plus, they do have the bye coming up in two weeks. So you got Green Bay, Denver, and the bye. So I mean, if if Seals Jones is playing well and, and, and Logan isn't ready, ready right now, maybe they give him an extra week or two. Yeah, agreed. Um, and in the meantime, you know, Seals Jones has been, you know, he had a good week this week. Before that, he was fine. He didn't bury you or anything. So he, he's a good guy to, to throw a few bucks on. Um, you probably don't have to pay too much for him, right? No, I think most of these guys outside of Urch are probably not going to need to put too much on. Um, we spoke about Evan Ingram earlier. He's kind of the one of the only other guys left standing um, besides Joan Shepard in, in New York. So he's someone I think that needs to be rostered. I actually just uh, made a trade in a 14 team league because of the bipocalypse coming up. And he was part of the trade that I got back uh, because Jared Cook's going on by here. And, and I think he's someone that you can utilize here, Carolina. You know, Daniel Jones going to have to throw to somebody. It's probably going to be him and Shepard. Yep. Absolutely. Um, gets, plenty of volume um it doesn't always translate to anything but i guess we'll see um you know if you're desperate that, that's what you got to do you need someone's got to catch the ball there but i swear ingram's been in that situation before and hasn't done anything so eh, we'll see um you probably get him for a few bucks um same draft class that just really never took off oj howard had himself a week uh but he cannot be trusted right no i mean if Gronk is out and you just need to take a shot at tight end I mean, I think there's worse things you could do, but once Gronk comes back, you, they're just too murky. I don't think you, you can even roster him. Agreed. And then the last one, he is all by this week, but Mr. Jared Cook um, up at uh, 59% roster ship. Uh, he, yeah. he is interesting, um, better than he was earlier in the season. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think with the just overall season numbers not being great, Come on a little bit here. The buy coming up, big bipocalypse. If you have him on the bench, keep an eye out. I mean, he may be dropped, and he could be someone that if you've been streaming tight ends, you might be able to scoop him up on his buy and then reap the benefit of just having a decent tight end on a really good offense uh, that you can kind of get some big weeks out of. Yep, agreed. As long as you got you know the bench slot to, to carry two tight ends for a little while. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse for most people, but you know, there may be some teams out there that aren't hit too hard and they have that flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, 
Getting into these streamers for the week, Will, uh, for quarterbacks, we got Jameis Winston at Seattle, uh, Tua versus Atlanta, Carr versus Philly, Matt Ryan at Miami, and Heineke at Green Bay. Who are you interested in on that group? It's interesting because, you know, I was looking at this week, the proof from the previous week to try to figure out who I wanted, and, and Heineke was the one that I was looking at as that two-week stream. And he had a decent week, and, and going up against Green Bay is still pretty solid as well. Um, but Tua looked really good in his return. Going up against Atlanta, you know, and, and Matt Ryan and Tua both look good, obviously. But I think both of them are streamable. Derek Carr, I mean, he looked good again. Um, home against the Eagles, going into the bye. I don't, maybe that was just kind of a one-week boost, you know, with the new coach. So I'm still a little hesitant on Carr. Um, I probably would rather take a shot on Tua than Matt Ryan. Uh, but Jameis Winston is a real wild card because you're going into Seattle, but the offense for Seattle is pretty much in shambles with your running backs all banged up, no Russell Wilson. Winston, I mean, you're hoping for touchdowns for him. It feels like one of those running backs that's going to get you, you know, mid to low yardage and touchdowns. But he's interesting as well. I probably lean Tua and Heineke out of these guys. Just, you know, I think there's most upside there. See, I, I don't. I like Tua, but for all the reasons you mentioned. Plus, you know, he's rostered in a fewer amount of leagues. Like he's going to be available out there. He's only rostered seventeen percent of leagues. Um, I think I like Matt Ryan more. It gets the has he has the Miami matchup, but he's also the one that's rostered the most at fifty six percent of leagues. So he's going to be the toughest to get. So I'll stick with Tua as well. He seems like the perfect like definition of streamer. So yes. I will stick there um, or, or stick with him there. And then we got defensive streamers as well here, Will. The Cardinals versus Houston. The Patriots versus the Jets. The 49ers versus Indy. The Saints at Seattle. And the Panthers at the Giants. Yeah, I think all of these are good streams. The Niners maybe worried about the most just because Indy looked good this week. But this is going to be in San Francisco. Carson's had a couple good games in a row, so I feel like he's due for a dud. Uh, the Niners' defense, you know, I feel like they're slept on a bit, but they still do have a good bit of talent there. So, I mean, I think they're still usable. I'd probably much rather play the Cardinals or the Patriots um, or take a shot on kind of Panthers against Seattle. I still can't believe the Panthers, sorry, Saints against Seattle. I can't believe the Panthers are only rostered in 53%. But... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm probably aiming for the Cardinals or Patriots more than anyone here, but they are the highest rostered of the group as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Those would be the two that I would want. Um, but if they're not available, I, you know, Cardinals, Patriots, Panthers would be third. And then I'd probably go with Saints next. Um, yeah, it's just that, that Seattle offense, just like we mentioned earlier, Seattle offense is just. Yeah, it's worrisome. So, yeah, that would probably be my play. The 49ers aren't bad. Um, but, yeah, there's plenty of good options at the end of the day. They're all you know, solid to a degree. Same with the quarterback. So, plenty of good streaming options this week, which is nice. But that is going to take care of today's show. Tune in on Thursday for our Start Sit episode for Week 7. Until then, trust your board.